A lot of you have been asking me for insomnia treatment options, so I want to let you know I have launched an insomnia treatment course. It's a very structured and effective treatment program with a lot of clinical evidence support. So one course is in Chinese and one is in English. You can find it at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia. Hey, happy Thanksgiving! Welcome to Deep Into Sleep, episode sixty-two. This is Ishan. So I know it's holiday season. It's the end of a very challenging twenty twenty. So because it's holiday, I know a lot of you may have some vacation time, may be able to relax a little bit from this busy time of the year. Since it's still not safe out there, I know many of us still gonna stay at home, doing a staycation in this holiday. When we stay at home without a lot of work to do, what we tend to do? Sometimes we may relax too much. We may nap too much. So I want to use this chance to chat about napping a little bit. Actually, naps. Is one of the most common questions I get from people. Taking naps, is that normal or not? Is that good or bad? How long should I nap? If I slept poorly last night, nap today can help me, right? To answer these questions, I have to pull in some culture factors, what the research says, and what my clinical practice, what we do normally in our clinical practice. Hopefully, the information will be helpful to you. So, first, is taking a nap normal or not? So, personally, I grew up in China, and Chinese culture is a culture indoors napping. I remember when I was a child, my whole family had this habit of taking a noon nap. I remember I would went to school in the morning, came back home at noon, eat lunch, and then use alarm clock to take a very short nap, and then wake up, go to school in the afternoon. My parents did the same thing. They either came back home for a noon nap, or they actually take a nap. In their workplace, for example, my dad is a doctor. In his room, he has a you know those operation bed for patients, and he and other doctors just gonna take a noon nap on that kind of bed at noon when the whole hospital closes for a lunch break. When I was in high school, it was the same. We all had a lunch break. And we eat lunch. If we live far away from home, then we just take a nap in the classroom or in the dormitory at noon. Growing up in such a napping culture, I never even questioned that napping is normal or not, because that's what everyone does. And I did feel great in the afternoon after a short rest at noon. So I remember the first year or two when I came to America for graduate school, it was so hard for me because no one take naps at noon, and there's no even lunch break. 
Everyone keep on working, and some classes even scheduled around noon time. So it took me a long time to adjust because I feel so sleepy during the noon time. During the early afternoon, it was my habit has been built up for so many years, and now I have to adjust to a new culture that does not really promote noon nap. But eventually, my body adjusts to it. So I would say, don't worry about whether a nap is normal or not. I would say, honor your culture, honor what your body needs. If you think noon nap is a culture thing, is helpful, you really like it, then go ahead do it. If your body benefits from it, then do it. Actually, Sleep Foundation has an article. Gave naps five different categories based on the function they serve us. So the first category is recovery nap. That means if we did not sleep enough the night before, then when we feel tired or sleepy in the following day, we can try to take some recovery naps to help us catch up on sleep a little bit. The other type. It's prophylactic nap. This means we take the nap ahead of time to prepare for sleep loss that we know can happen, especially for night shift workers. We always recommend them to take some scheduled naps before or during their shifts in order to prevent severe sleep loss, so they can stay alert while they are working. The third category is appetitive nap. That means we take naps just for fun, just because we enjoy it. Sometimes I do take short naps like that. At noon, I just enjoy laying on bed, resting, or nap a little bit. I did not feel really sleepy, but I'm able to fall asleep, and it just. Really make me feel happy. So it's really just for relaxing. It's for a better mood, for a better energy level when we are awake. The next category is fulfillment nap. That mostly means for children, especially younger children, younger than five years old. They do need much longer lengths of sleep than most adults, and they do tend to take a lot of naps during the day, which are very normal. So fulfillment naps means for younger children, parents can help them schedule some naps throughout the day to help them gain enough sleep. The last type is essential naps. That means when we are physically sick, physically unwell, our body do need more sleep. We all have this experience when we are catching a cold, when we are having a fever. We may feel really weak, dizzy. We may want to lay there, and we may fall asleep actually very easily, even it's daytime. That's because our body is sending signals saying, "I'm sick, I'm wounded. I need sleep to help recover the whole body. I need sleep to really battle with the bacteria. So more sleep I get, 
the faster the body possibly can heal. So that kind of nap is essential naps. So we know naps are common among certain cultures, and often it's commonly observed among older adults. But is nap really good for our health or bad for our health? So let me share some research data with you. This question actually can be quite complicated, and I would say napping can bring both some negative consequences for us, but also some positive consequences. First, how taking a nap may hurt us. So a lot of research show taking a nap during the daytime may hurt our sleep quality, which means the more naps we take during the day. The more fragmented our sleep becomes at night. Also, we always know if we take a lot of nap during the day, then we are not as sleepy during the nighttime. It hurts our sleep drive, make falling asleep harder. So sometimes daytime napping can contribute to nighttime symptoms of insomnia. Quite a lot of research did find some negative health consequences for napping. For example, frequent daytime napping could be a risk factor for increased accident like falls or hip fractures. Also, there are quite some meta-analyses studied different data cohort find daytime napping. Could be associated with higher risk of all-cause mortality, and also associated with more depression and diabetes, even lower quality of life in both men and women. Quite scary, right? But there are some good news also. According to some really large longitudinal data from different countries, such as British, China, Mediterranean countries, they find actually napping during the daytime may have some survivorship benefits, especially for older adults. Also, there have been a lot of research showing how a single nap. Or a short nap can help us improve our cognitive performance, and also could serve as protective factors for cardiovascular events. And overall, naps could improve our daytime function. So this is very conflicted. How can we understand that better? So overall, what I got from the research. Tell me two things. So naps can be good and bad, but what really matters are these two factors. One is how long your naps are. Second is how long your nighttime sleep is before and after the nap. There are quite some data with thousands of adults showing that. Short lengths of naps associate with overall better cognitive functioning. Short, I mean, thirty to ninety minutes. For example, CDC recommended that, based on the scientific evidence, 
our brain actually do benefit from brief period of naps. Nap is not relaxation; it's actual sleep for us to recover from fatigue to help us restore our alertness. What CDC's data saying is even very short naps, fifteen to thirty minutes length, can already help us increase our alertness. So these talk about how long a nap should be and what that they can do to us. Then why nighttime sleep matters to how we nap and how nap impact us? Because some data shows if our nighttime sleep is kind of short, that we may not sleep enough, then have some short daytime napping can be more a protective factor for our health. But if our nighttime sleep is already very long, like more than nine hours, then we take more naps during the day. That may serve as more a risk factor for us. But remember, all this research data are not causality. It's not like sleep or nap cause health consequence. It's really just associations, and there are a lot of other factors are impacting our health in general. So take this data reasonably. But overall, considering what research find, how we approach that clinically. Here, I won't give you some very general guidelines I give out to my patients, which also are shown up in some guidelines、uh, in the research literature. So overall, if a person asks me how should I take a nap during the day that best help me, I would suggest maybe considering take a short nap and take them earlier in the day. Why? Short nap, I would recommend take it less than thirty to forty minutes, because if you take a nap too long, more than thirty or forty minutes, then very likely you will enter deep into sleep.、Uh, you will enter deep sleep stage, and once you enter that and wake up from it, you may feel really drowsy and even more sleepy. That's not a good feeling when you wake up. So keep your nap short. Also, if your nap is short and earlier in the day, it will be less likely to interfere your sleep drive at night. That means you can still benefit from this nap during the day, but you can sleep. You can still sleep okay at night. Also, remember you won't take your naps in bed. That way, your brain. Remembers and associate bed with sleep. So in this coming holiday, if you want to take a nap, hopefully these suggestions and research can help you to make a decision. If you want to share with us your napping habit, for example, is that helpful to you or not helpful to you? What kind of adjustment you are doing to your naps? We would love to hear that. Please feel free to leave me a message, email me, or write it in the review so I can read your comment. So this is today's episode. 
Thank you for tuning in. I'm gonna go to take a short nap after I record this, and hope you have a wonderful holiday and enjoy this beautiful time of the year. Relax well, rest well, and、uh, see you next week. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently, and there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk, and our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed. Are you suffering from insomnia? I promise you. The CBTI method in my course will definitely help you. Even if several nights of better sleep, that would be a world-changing experience for you. I have had so many success from my insomnia patients who have taken this course over the years. If you know someone who are struggling with sleep, go to my website and check out my course at deepintosleep.co/insomnia.